Viking sports fans and Catholic radio listeners. Welcome to Two Guys in a Conversation. My name is Steve Fergus, and I'm joined by my co-host, Brad Moore. And we're in show number two uh, for our, our sports-themed show here on Catholic Radio. We sure appreciate the opportunity. Glad you've joined us this evening. And it's that time of year, Brad, where Siouxland sports are just uh, going crazy now. Football, volleyball, and so we'll have a lot to talk about in our next show. And tonight, we've decided we'd like to focus a little bit on the on the college scene, and we'll open up with talking about Morningside, Briarcliff, and... and uh, uh, then we'll follow up with a little Big Ten uh, football conversation. Ended up with the uh, the Big Three, uh, Iowa, Iowa State, Nebraska, and and uh, I think it's going to be a fun night to for us to talk about things we uh, we really like. Fall is my favorite time of year. This is very exciting. Everybody's undefeated. Everybody's optimistic. There's a lot to talk about. Uh, as we talked a little bit before we got on the radio, uh, we're, we're going to try to cur cur curtail Brad's uh, Husker passion, but uh, I think that might be a little bit of an impossible task. But it'll uh, be fun to hear from him tonight and hear what he has to say about the Corn Huskers uh, uh, as we get going through the show. I think we're going to open up uh, the, the Siouxland uh, sports discussion uh, on Morningside and just some updates as to what's happening over there. And uh, as we know, they kick off their uh, their football season uh, Saturday at Olsen Stadium, 12 o'clock against St. Francis of Illinois. And uh, obviously coming off that national championship team, they now have named a quarterback. It looks like uh, it should be Joey Dolchek um, that'll be taking the reins. And uh, uh, Addison Ross, who uh, was in competition with him, was a very talented athlete, will slide over to J-back uh, and still be in the huddle, Brad. Uh, so you're, you've got a, a, a kind of a fifth-year kid that's played a lot, that's also got quarterback skills, uh, but right there next to your young quarterback. Do you think that's a, an advantage? If you can have a senior previous quarterback uh, in, in the huddle with the young quarterback, that's like having a coach on the field. Really, uh, that, that is the definition of a coach on the field. If he's an athletic, tough kid, which it sounds like he is, if he's playing that position, um, just puts another weapon on the field. Yeah, I, th I think it's an advantage. I, I totally agree with that, Brad. I think you're going to see the the Mustangs using Addison Ross inside the goal line with some power read. He's a gifted runner and can throw the ball and is super smart. Uh, so I think they'll take advantage of his skill set when they get down, kind of like the Tim Tebow effect uh, when he was at Florida. Um, there's also the kid, I, I brought his name up last week, the gunslinger from Oklahoma, Tate uh, Robards, who has uh, apparently been looking really good and will be kind of in the backup role, but one to watch for the future there as well, giving Coach Ryan more depth to the quarterback position. Uh, Mike Wickelpleck, former Heeland, uh, uh, outstanding uh, athlete at Heeland, kind of gave me an update the other day. I ran into Mike and he said, hey, I was over at the scrimmage at Iowa Central, saw the football team. He said, you know, Defense looked really good, as we talked about last week, and anticipated, and certainly Coach Ryan is hanging his hat on this defense to, to be kind of the uh, uh, the stabilizing force there. But he said the offense is going to be way better than what people think. Very deep at running back, very deep at receiver. And uh, so that uh, that sounds positive for uh, uh, for the Mustangs, as well as uh, an update already that Jake Knowles making an impact, Brad, with the Mustangs. You know, Jake Knowles is a great player at Heelan. He's lived in the weight room since uh, his high school days. He's a very solid lineman, very strong. Uh, I figured that he would have an immediate impact. He's a great player. A couple quick uh, uh, tidbits from volleyball. They started their season, the women's volleyball team, Morningside 4-0 down at the Fall Fling in Hutchinson, Kansas at the uh, – Kansas uh, Athletic Conference, and uh, they have three key seniors back, uh, Brittany Olson, Emma Gerber, that are middle uh, hitters and blockers, uh, all GPAC uh, potential and even all-American potential with those four-year starters. And then they have a senior, Callie Alvariso, who's been a setter for four years. 
Uh, preseason six in the coaches poll. It's uh, Beth Donnelly's fifth season. Morningside's kind of been in the middle of the pack for, for quite a number of years. They've only uh, had one winning season in the GPAC for seven years in a very, very tough conference. Last time they were GPAC champions, 2011-2012. Uh, so, Brad, they're looking to try to get to that upper level in a very tough GPAC conference. Yeah, if you're going to break out of the pack, uh, the way to do it is with four seniors. So this could be their year. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. But I would expect them to have a better year than, uh, than the last few. Yeah, we anticipate uh, with that leadership that that makes all the difference. As Coach Sykes says, you win with seniors in the in the GPAC. And one final note from men's hoops, uh, transfer Will Potterbaum, who uh, spent a year at Iowa State going to school, has come back to the men's hoops team, a well-gifted a well kid. Uh, everybody in the Siouxland basketball uh, uh, you know, uh, circles knows of Will, and the uh, word has it he's going to make an impact on the men's team coming in this year. Brad, what's happening over the cliff? Well, Briarcliff's coming off their first winning year in history. Uh, they were 6-5 and five in 2018. They open up with Waldorf University from Forest City, Iowa, who was 5-5 five and five in 2018. Last year, Briarcliff won 40-13. Um, Coach Wagner's very optimistic about his defense. He returns eight starters. Um, the anchor of their defensive line is junior Omar Diles, who's a captain, and he's also a returning all GPAC player. Uh, at the quarterback position, your favorite name from Harlan, Iowa, Preston Mulligan is going to be the signal caller. I love that name. Yeah, it's a great <laughs> football name. Um, returning leading receivers back, uh, senior Elijah Brown, uh, 10 TD, 704 yards last year. They have two transfer running backs that uh, will give Coach Wagner some options in the running game, Orlando Heyman and Greg Henry. Another uh, captain anchoring the linebacker core is Peyton Bailey, uh, another all GPAC performer last year. So expect uh, more good things from Briarcliff. And as you said last week, uh, Briarcliff is on, on the rise. Well, you and you said uh, that many starters are back on defense. That bodes well. And as we talked about, you know, golly, a freshman quarterback, uh, the all tough GPAC conference coming in there. But coming out of a tradition-rich program, I think that makes a big difference coming out of Harlan, Iowa. Yeah, yeah you know that they're well coached down in Harlan. Yeah, so uh, he'll, he'll be okay. And, and the nice thing is that defense can support him and, and uh, let him grow up a little bit. So that's going to be really fun to watch the cliff uh, this season and, and should be an interesting game, uh, inner city game, finally, that uh, makes a, make, could make a lot of difference in the GPAC conference this year when the cliff and uh, the Mustangs get together this year. So it's going to be fun for us to, to report on the updates uh, there. Uh, as we watch Briarcliff. Hey, Briarcliff Volleyball got started again with new coach uh, Lindsey uh, Weatherford, too, Brad. Uh, three and three out of the gate so far. And preseason picked number 11 uh, in the conference, but uh, off to a good start. Looks like they're going to be pretty competitive. The Midwest is uh, talent rich in volleyball at uh, all levels. And uh, I'm a season ticket holder at uh, Nebraska, so I get to see some of the best. But the uh, local volleyball scene is just as entertaining. And I would invite everyone to go out and support their local volleyball teams. Yeah, it's going to be fun to uh, to get uh, some updates here uh, uh, on our next show as to what's happening in Siouxland Volleyball and uh, new coach at Heelan, uh, Lauren Brooks, too, is a tremendous player at Iowa. So it'll be fun to catch up and watch how they're doing. Hey, in our next uh, section of our show, uh, the Room of Knowledge show with Brad and Steve, who get a chance to talk about the sports topics that we really like. And we're going to talk a little Big Ten football when we come back from our break. And uh, then we'll end up tonight talking a little bit big three as well. And uh, got a lot to talk about yet tonight. So uh, we'll see you on the backside here in uh, just a couple minutes. 
Welcome back, everybody. Steve Ferguson here with our co-host Brad Moore. You're you're your co-host for two guys in the conversation. And now we're in our room of knowledge section. And uh, we're going to talk a little Big Ten football in this uh, uh, this section. And gosh, that's something that's near and dear to both Brad and I. And obviously, I'm an Iowa Hawkeye fan and love the love the Nebraska Huskers. You know, 11 games out of the year, except for that that 12th game. You're but, probably not going to find two guys like us that are, are going to sit in a room across the table from each other. One's a Hawkeye, one's a Husker, and uh, talk sports and and uh, get along. There's world peace here. Well, and the cool thing about it is I'm a huge, huge fan of uh, Fred Hoiberg. I'm a huge fan of John Cook volleyball, and, and, I'm, and I'm a huge fan of Scott Frost except when he's playing the Hawkeyes because Kyle dang it, he was fun to watch at central Florida and, and the way he handled himself and, and, and really his, it's pretty amazing to me, Brad, that a guy comes back after one year and, and everybody's saying Nebraska is the real deal. How does that happen in one year? Well, I, I think it's an example of how far um, the program was from where it was when Scott Frost was there. I think that the strength and conditioning was down the recruiting was obviously down. Um, I think in general that uh, that football program was down. And you have to also give credit to the Big Ten. I mean, the Big Ten is a much different conference than the Big Eight was or the Big 12. It's much more competitive. I think there's more parity in college football now. So um, I, I'm, I'm always an optimistic Husker fan, but I'm also a, a realist. And I'm not going to go out there and, and predict uh, Nebraska to win any conference titles uh, until they prove it on the field. But I do think it's definitely trending up in Lincoln. Well, I watched the Big Ten uh, show last night, the big show, and they had uh, uh, two of their analysts on. And and they were talking about the Big Ten West. And uh, the I think, I don't know which it was, the writers poll, 14 first place points uh, for Nebraska, 14 for Iowa. Yeah. But yet, out of the top six teams, Three of them were receiving votes for first place, which tells the story that if if you look at different analysts, everybody's picking somebody different. I think the I think the majority of folks are very bullish on Nebraska. Everybody's always questioning Iowa. You know, Iowa's going to be in the hunt. Uh, it could be right there. They could be three and five. They could be six and two. I mean, you never know with Iowa how it goes. I'm I'm certainly optimistic because I I sort of favor the. Uh, the the line play is critical in the Big Ten. I think what I want to watch with Nebraska this year is where they're at. Obviously, Purdue has come up. Pat Fitzgerald with Northwestern quietly has just established this program that just is a pain in the rear end for everybody. PJ Fleck at Minnesota. I don't know if I'm a fan of him. I, I'm not. I've never liked the Gophers when I lived in Minnesota. I don't like their colors. I liked Minnesota basketball. I could never get in on the Minnesota football bandwagon. That's just me. But uh, he's got it going on recruiting up there, Brad. So there's a lot of parity, I think, in the Big Ten West. Yeah, for sure. So Minnesota starts off with South Dakota State, and that is not going to be an easy game for them at all. But you're right. People are very bullish on Minnesota. Uh, they finished with wins over Wisconsin and Georgia Tech in the Quick Lane Bowl last year. They do return 17 starters. They've got two preseason all Big Ten performers in uh, wide receiver Tyler Johnson and linebacker Carter Coughlin. And they're also starting a true freshman quarterback for the first time since 1980 wow. in Zach Anikstad. But I'm also, I'm with you, Fergie. I am not drinking the Minnesota Kool-Aid. No, I, I, I'm with you. The guy that makes me nervous is Jeff Brom out at, out at Purdue. I wish he would have left and went to Louisville. You know, I was hoping that was going to happen. 
he just has been a thorn in the Hawkeye side, and uh, he's this quarterback. So guess what he did last year? I was playing a, a freshman corner. He's got a mismatch. What's he do? Just isolation, throw, throw, throw. Iowa didn't make the adjustment. Stubborn Iowa. And they let the guy beat him basically by by isolating that till they made the adjustments too late. Yeah, Purdue's definitely trending up, and it's been their recruiting, and they've got a phenomenal player in, is it Rondell Moore? Yes. Oh, that electric player. Yes, yeah. the do-everything yeah, kind of Yeah, probably slot. one of the best uh, receivers or skilled players in the United States. So uh, Purdue is a thorn. They're going They're going to jump up, and they're going to beat some teams this year. Wisconsin's always there. Uh, they, they're kind of uh, what I used to think when I saw Wisconsin, the Big Ten, it used to remind me of, Nebraska without the skill people. The old Nebraska Cornhuskers would just beat you up. And Wisconsin was that way. And uh, uh, so now there's just this new hybrid of football in, in the Big Ten with Nebraska with all these skill guys, a wide open offense, a Martinez at quarterback. And uh, there'll be question. It'll be interesting to see then if, if Nebraska can run that football a little bit. And I think that's going to be key their season we talked about. Uh, can Iowa find enough offense uh, to replace their two first-round draft picks? I think that's my thoughts. And uh, they got a tough schedule. Um, I think that's going to be uh, another thing that's going to play into this thing. But uh, the Big Ten West, everybody's always said it's kind of the downside of it. I don't believe that anymore. Yeah, I don't think so either. I think they're very competitive. Um, talking about Wisconsin, uh, they've got all everything running back. Jonathan Taylor back. He rushed for 2,194 yards last year. Um, starting quarterback, they're starting Jack Cohen, who's a junior. But everyone is very bullish on on true freshman Graham Mertz. He's from Overland Park, Kansas, four-star. Mm. Uh, the word on the street is, is that uh, he'll be competing for time very early. So uh, we really haven't talked about Illinois, and they've been down, and I don't know if there's going to be much uh, much opportunity to change over there in, the, in, that, uh, in that arena. It's a tough uphill climb, but... Uh, uh, I, I think, you know, we've talked about Minnesota's been been favored. You know, Purdue's been favored. Northwestern's been favored. Iowa's been favored. Uh, Nebraska's been favored. You talked to all these different uh, uh, folks, and, and it was really interesting. I think what really uh, resonated with me last night, Brad, was you had one analyst that said Nebraska is the deal because of Martinez, that he is a difference maker. He makes plays that other people can't make. They were fired up on the bus tour about being at Nebraska. They said they saw an energy level, an attitude, a difference that they had not seen before in a number of years. Uh, so that's why they were just hanging their hat. And then on the other side of the coin, it was the offense and defensive lines of Iowa with the depth that they have, two tackles that have the potential being uh, first or second round offensive tackles. And uh, and then the uh, defensive line led by A.J. Epineza. So, Again, uh, it's very interesting how people view Big Ten football. I, I think the West is going to be wide open, but uh, I'll talk for one second about Nebraska. Uh, you can cut me off. There'll be more later for you, Brett. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I really think that their excitement is about Martinez, and I think that he gives them a shot in any game. Uh, he's definitely got some great skilled players around him, but he's a difference maker. He's the uh, uh, the third favorite Um in, in preseason Heisman uh, odds. So 
uh, he's definitely going to be uh, a factor in Nebraska season. That's pretty amazing after coming off that freshman season he had. So, hey, we're going to come back here in uh, just a couple minutes, wrap up our show with a little more discussion on Iowa, Nebraska. And, of course, we'll throw a little bit of Iowa State in with Cyclone Secrets. Uh, uh, see you in just a minute. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to Two Guys in a Conversation. This is Steve Ferguson along with our co-host, Brad Moore. And we're uh, going to wrap up our show tonight uh, talking about uh, the big three, Iowa State, Iowa, and Nebraska, as they head into the football season. Certainly, there'll be volleyball to talk about with uh, uh, certainly uh, Nebraska and, uh, and Iowa State's got great volleyball program and then a new coach at Iowa. So we'll have some volleyball discussions along the way. But tonight, we get to have some fun and, and uh, talk a little bit about our, uh, our favorite football teams, Iowa, Nebraska, and, and a little bit of Cyclone secret updates from my brother-in-law, Chad, and uh, his son, Cody. I want to start with Iowa State. Um, going to be a huge game for the Hawks if they can squeak by their first uh, couple of games uh, heading into Ames. But uh, Iowa State's preseason ranked 21 in AP. They've got a top 150 recruit, a four-star running back named Brees Hall. And all words are that he is the real deal, Brad, to go with an offensive line that has collectively 117 starts in their offensive line, which ranks in the top five of all power five teams in the country with experience. They got a quarterback who's listed as one of the top 10 in the country, Brock Purdy. Got to replace two guys, uh, two wide receivers that are in NFL camps. Uh, that'll be interesting. But uh, sure looks uh, promising for them uh, from, that, from that side of the ball with this uh, running back recruit. You know, Iowa did place uh, four players on the Big 12 preseason team in uh, Joaquin Bailey, defensive lineman, Ray Lima, another defensive lineman. Uh, Marcel Spears, a linebacker, and Greg Eisworth, uh, who is a defensive back, and I may have crucified some of those names, but anytime that you have four preseason all-conference uh, players on one side of the ball, um, their defense should be pretty stout. Yeah, he goes that uh, that running back's a real deal with Brock Purdy. They're, uh, they have some balance then. 11 a.m. kickoff uh, this uh, Saturday for uh, the Cyclones with you and I. Always tough, you and I. Always a difficult game. I remember not that long ago when Pat Grace from Bishop Heelan was quarterback in you and I and essentially beat the Iowa Hawkeyes, except that uh, Iowa was fortunate enough to block two field goal attempts to win that game. That I remember that game. Unbelievable. So you and I has got a, a redshirt freshman quarterback out of Des Moines, very mobile kid that played at Des Moines Lincoln. So that always is, a, like you said, Brad, with Martinez, can be a difference maker in that game, something to watch. Iowa State's gotten off to some slow starts, uh, one and three in 2017, two and two in 2018. I think their focus is to try to jump out of the gates fast and get some momentum as they head in the Big 12. Yeah, for sure. Once it gets into the Big 12, it gets a little bit tougher. Um, Texas, Oklahoma uh, are supposed to be up this year, trending up. Uh, Oklahoma is picked by many uh, to go to the college football playoffs. So um, if Iowa State can get some momentum early, um, who knows what can happen? I'll be uh, rooting for them the whole year. Well, Brad, I've been listening to you talk about the uh, the Huskers quite a bit here, and and there's going to be no shortage of that. And, but uh, I'd like to do something in this uh, section, if you don't mind. I'd like you to uh, get a, be a Hawkeye. Be a Hawkeye for a minute. I'm going to call you Brad Ferentz, Coach Brad Ferentz. Tell me from your perspective as an outsider, what is it going to take for the Iowa Hawkeyes to win the Big uh, Ten West? If I had a three-year returning uh, starter at quarterback with the ability of Stanley, um, 
you know, that's that's the key to make things work. Uh, the, I can then play my style of offense. Uh, I can be very efficient. I can be low risk. Uh, I can lean on my offensive lineman, and I can lean on uh, a good defense. And and that's what he's done uh, over the years. And I think that uh, with what he's got returning uh, for linemen, Iowa always finds great running backs and and some skilled receivers. So. It, it all starts uh, with Stanley for me. Is if uh, if he can have a great year, then I think that they're definitely going to contend uh, for the Big Twelve West and possibly more. I would have to agree uh, from my perspective as well. And uh, as we get moving into the Cornhuskers, uh, there's so much to talk about. But uh, I, I'd like to take my turn, Brad. I'd like to be uh, Coach Steve Frost and. Uh, Talk to you what I think. And I this is something that I don't think is any uh, great revelation. I think if I'm the coach there, I am going to take a deep look at my interior line play, both sides of the ball. I'm going to focus on I have to stop the run. Um, that's fundamental in the Big Ten. I have to know that I can run the ball if I need to. I need to take pressure off Martinez in November. I'm not worried about him in September and October, uh, warm weather. Um, but I get concerned about him getting hurt or being a, a little bit less mobile and poor, you know, what if it's uh, five degrees in a, in a blizzard, you know, I mean, but, but again, he showed he can play in that, in that uh, weather last year. We saw that, but I still want to see my interior line play uh, become the focal point. And I think the mindset has already changed there, in my opinion. I think I'm changing that by, I went out to all the rural high schools, eight minutes. I said, I want you, if you want to play for Nebraska, I want you. That walk-on program's back, and out of that breeds tough kids and uh, a mental toughness. And when you see 25 kids uh, in your lot in your weight room that don't have a scholarship, that just are dying to be part of something, I think it brings a, some, a different element to your team. Um, I, I read on one of the message boards uh, they were talking about last year, um, the coaches would, would post video of uh, the linemen squatting uh, a lot of weight, 800 pounds or whatever it was. But it was always the same two linemen that, that were always on the video. And so I don't think that we had uh, depth in, in our lines and with the size. But uh, they've got more depth now on both the offensive line and the defensive line. They did get uh, a graduate transfer from uh, Oklahoma State in Daring Daniels. Mm -hmm. uh, he's 200, or I'm sorry, 340 pounds, very stout guy. He was elected uh, uh, team captain uh, by the rest of the team. So... I think he added depth there. I, I expect their offensive and defensive line to be uh, much better, but they're going to have to be because with that uh, fast-paced offense, uh, that defense is going to be on the field a lot, so they've got to be better. Well, there will be so much more to talk about week to week with uh, the Huskers and the Hawks and Iowa State, but let's uh, let's just kind of challenge ourselves here. Brad, do we even care about the Big Ten East? But I, I'm going to ask you anyway. Who's going to win it? Who's going to win the Big Ten East? Well, you know, I think until uh, Ohio State doesn't, um, I, I think you got to lean towards Ohio State, uh, although it is uh, Ryan Day's, Coach Ryan Day's debut. Um, they did get uh, five-star Georgia transfer uh, Justin Fields, who is their new starting quarterback, who's supposed to be uh, very talented. So I'm going to lean towards Ohio State, but, uh, boy, I, I sure say that, uh, that Michigan's going to be right there with them. Little news blurb today out of Penn State that apparently Franklin might have coerced a team physician to try to get a kid on the field sooner than he should have been. There a little controversy. I didn't read much in the article. It was a headline. So something to follow up on that as well. Yeah, I would expect it to be a, a down year for Penn State. So that's uh, that's not good news uh, 
for them. All right, Brad, we talked about this before. Uh, and, and when we were off the air, we we're going to challenge each other. And you said you would challenge me and I'll challenge you. Who's going to win the Big Ten West? Yeah, of course, my heart wants to say Nebraska. I think that Nebraska could win this year, but uh, until I see it, I, I'm not, you know, if I were a betting man, I'm not going to predict them. I, I would say it's going to come down to uh, uh, Wisconsin and Iowa, and and I would just have to give uh, the nod to Wisconsin right now until uh, Nebraska or or Iowa proves that we can consistently knock them off. Well, that's interesting, Brad. Um I'm going to I'm going to say this uh, from an Iowa perspective. I think Iowa's got too tough a schedule. Um, they're on the road with some really tough games. I don't have not seen the consistency on the road the last two years. I hope I'm wrong. I'm not. I'm, you're going to be not going to believe me when I say this, but I am going to look at Nebraska. There is so much momentum, uh, hype. You got a quarterback, it's a Heisman uh, Trophy hopeful. You've got all kinds of skill players, and uh, I think they're going to get off to a fast start. And I think with a fast start builds momentum. And uh, if everything stays uh, stays put in Nebraska and health is good, I'm gonna I'm gonna put my hat on Nebraska. I like their schedule, and uh, I like their attitude, and I really like their coach. So we're gonna see how that all plays out. That's it for uh, another week uh, of two guys in a conversation. We really thank Catholic Radio for the opportunity, Brad. It's always fun to talk to you, and can't wait to catch up on uh, some local sports as we get scores in next week and updates on volleyball, basketball, and. Certainly a little roundup on what's happening in college football. And we will have uh, a couple of guests on next week. I think we, we might have some coaches that uh, we'll, we'll call in and uh, talk about the, uh, the weekly games. Fantastic. Steve Ferguson and Brad Moore signing off from Two Guys in a Conversation.